45, 40, run, William, run! He's got blockers in front, five, touchdown! Joshua Krim! He snapped back, ball down, can't block! They blocked the kick! This is the Orange is Orange Browns podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Smith, and with me, as always, Browns insider, Browns on a winning streak, person who loves the Brown game and talk. I'm so pumped. Jeremy and Akron. Jeremy, we won again, baby. Let's go. Let's freaking go, Chase. We are back, baby. We're oh, back. Man. We're back in a big way. We have a franchise quarterback. We have a winning streak. We have a road win. We're above 500 in the, the division. It is all good right now in Seatown, baby. We are loving life. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Not only do we have two wins in a row, two wins over teams who were 500 when we played them, two dominating performances where we won by a couple scores. Haven't had these kind of wins in years. It's a beautiful thing. Greg Williams is now two and one. He won two games, you know, <laughs> faster than you. What he, know, he's right? two and one. He was uh, three thirty-six and one. So same players, you know, Baker addressed that. We'll get into that, but Baker had kind of addressed that in his uh, post-game press conference when he said, you know, same players. It's just, we have faith now in the people making the calls, which says a whole lot, man. Yep. Um, so much to go over. We're going to talk about the game. The Browns beat the Bengals 35-21 in Cincinnati. The game wasn't even close. It wasn't even that close. Uh, the Browns went into ultra-conservative mode in the second half. The Bengals, actually, Dalton got injured, and this Driscoll guy came in, and, man, he balled out. Uh, really kind of yeah, made Yeah, you, you see that a lot. A yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't build any statues for him yet. You see that a lot. Guys come in off the bench, and they don't know what – not to know. You know what I'm saying? They just come yeah. in and sling it. He did that, and he threw some good balls, and he threw them into some tight windows. But, yeah, it was, it was some kind of game, dude. I just I can't even believe it. Baker Mayfield obviously going to be the player of the game, probably the uh, rookie of the week again for the NFL. 19 of 26, 250 yards. All this was done in the first half, Jeremy. They only attempted five passes in the second half. I think he was 19 of 21 at halftime, I think. Um, I mean, it was or something like that. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, zero sacks, the second straight game where Baker had zero sacks and, and zero interceptions. Jeremy, is, is it safe to say Baker's one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league right now? Is that an overreaction or is that kind of on point to steal a segment? I, I, think, he's at least, I think he's at least a top 15 quarterback in the league. I don't even think you can argue that. Now, you know, I sent out a couple of tweets earlier. One, I tweeted that if you extrapolate his stats, if he would have started all 16 games, he'd be on pace for 34 touchdown passes. The, rook, rook, the record for a rookie is 27. He's got a shot to get that anyway. Here's another stat that will blow your mind, okay? Since Hugh was fired, Baker Mayfield has nine touchdowns, one interception, a seven, completing 74% of his passes, averaging 260 yards a game, and that's only because they quit passing the last two games yeah. at the end of the game. And he has a quarterback rating of 110. That's incredible. Unbelievable. I mean, that is incredible. So Baker may set the rookie record for touchdown passes, without starting the first two and a half games. And even, Jeremy, if you that include is stats bad. against the Bucks, they only make those better. I mean, it's not like he had a bad game against the Buccaneers. Yeah. So it's just uh, – I mean, it's, it's incredible the, the pace he's on. It's, it's not supposed to be this easy. You're not supposed to be able to walk into the league at a position like quarterback and look this darn good. But he's doing it. He looks like a veteran. You know, I couldn't even believe it. I, I told you before we started recording, I almost went to the game. I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have died of a heart attack when we went up to me and nothing. They would have had to resuscitate me. They would have had to find the freaking medics in Cincinnati and resuscitate me. Because I couldn't believe it. I was pace, pacing in my house like a caged tiger. I couldn't believe it. I was ready to run through the TV and tackle somebody. You know, before the pod, 
<laughs> you also mentioned that this was the most points scored by the Browns in a first half since 1991. The Browns are breaking records yep. every week, it seems. Breaking streaks, breaking records. Yep. It's unbelievable. And I, and I don't have the answer to this. One of our listeners, I'm sure, will tweet it at me. But the Browns scoring touchdowns on the first four possessions of the game, that can't happen. I mean, that doesn't happen. That's got to be one. I bet you it's only happened a handful of times in franchise history. I'd love to get that answer. I don't have it in front of me. But it's just incredible to score on four straight possessions, touchdowns on four straight possessions to start the game. It was awesome. 28 nothing. I mean, when Randall handed the ball to Hugh after that interception, um, I, I, I seriously almost lost it. That <laughs> was, was so buff, man. It was so incredible. You know, it watching just, it on CBS, they kept cutting to Hugh Jackson after every completed pass, after every – sack that we had after everything that happened it was a cut to Hugh Jackson cut to Hugh Jackson cut to Hugh Jackson and it was amazing it made the game that much better I know it might have been uh ill, t- Ill taste but it was it was so sweet so sweet um and then especially the end of the I don't game, even think you know what I don't even think there's anything tasteless about it you know what forget it we've been without swag for 20 freaking oh, years oh boy we okay? got swag now, now we got we got guys with swag. We got Peppers. We got Randall. We got Baker. But it's Baker. When you got a quarterback with swag who's a leader who walks it and talks it and, you know, he, he walks it, talks it, backs it up, that spreads. You know, it's contagious, as our boy Landry would say. Yeah. What we're talking about, Demarius Randall, it's kind of funny. I sent out a tweet, and I tagged him in it, and I said, another big difference this year, if you watch closely, Demarius Randall is a fantastic tackling safety. That's part of the reason we haven't had as many long runs this year. He just doesn't miss tackles. So Demarius was very appreciative of that. He quote tweeted it, liked it, retweeted it, and he put, just trying to do my job and give me the fist and the what's up sign. So pretty pumped. I love having him here. I hope he's one of the guys I hope's on the short list to get an extension. Either way, he's here next year no matter what. But I hope he's him and Schobert and, you know, a couple other guys are on the short list to get extensions because he has just done wonders for this team. If you remember – in the last three years, we got gashed constantly with big runs. We have not had those big giant runs this year. And if you watch, it's because of him. He is yep. such an excellent sure tackler. There's a specific play today where it looked like Mixon was going to break one long, and he just came in, form tackled, so pretty, nothing special, just a nice tackle. He's a guy that's always where he's supposed to be, and he makes plays. It's amazing how last year we cried about the safety play. You know what? Maybe Greg Williams actually knew what he was doing. Maybe he knew we didn't have the personnel to play the way he wanted to play. And that's why you had that angel constantly back there. And yeah. when's the last time we talked about the safeties being too far off the ball last year? Do you I remember? Think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying we haven't talked about it all. They may still be deep, but they're making plays now. You know, so also, also Jeremy, the, the, tight ends, yeah. the tight ends don't eat us up anymore either. That was a constant. And, and exactly. And part of that is Joe Schobert. If you yeah. ra- go through PFF, Joe Schobert is the highest rated linebacker in the NFL guarding people out of the backyard, backfield. And also, let me give Joe the show a, a shout. He's the third-rated overall middle linebacker in football by PFF. And there was a play today where he looked like he was shot out of a cannon. He tackled uh, Mixon for a four-yard loss on a little sweep. He literally looked like he was shot out of a cannon. It's a beautiful thing to see. And now, like we, we talked about with Zach, and I said we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. We can't say talk about playoffs until next week. Come if on, we man. go down to Houston, if we go down to Houston, and we beat the Texans, then we can start talking the P word. There's just so many teams no, ahead of us. We can but talk we about Houston. it now. We talked about it last week. We're talking about it now, man. Let's we freaking can. go. <laughs> we cannot – okay, let's say this. It becomes legit. It'll be like a – let me say this. I don't swear often, but it'll be an oh shit moment. If we go down and win in Texans against the Texans, have won seven in a row, and they're on tomorrow night, 
If we go in and win that game, then it's, oh, shit, something's going on here. And then we'll come home. We'll have Carolina at home, which I think is a winnable game. Even though Carolina's lost three in a row, although yeah. Christian McCaffrey went absolutely bananas today. He went for – Christian McCaffrey had over 100 yards rushing and passing. Yeah. At 200 some, and receiving, over 200 yards. But we'll worry about that later. But if we, if we go down to Houston and win next week, and then we got Carolina coming into home, oh, boy. You know what that stadium is going to be like? Bonkers, dude. That's on a free oh game win. It's gonna be freaking so, bonkers. Yeah, we, we you know play. What? It still makes me so mad, though. It makes me so <laughs> mad, Chase. I, I hate to look back. I hate to say this, but that freaking Raiders game. The NFL literally cost us a game. Yeah, we'd be five, five, and one, and right in the middle of it. But that's all right. We're not looking back because maybe if we win that game, he was still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you can get back I to schedule. Right now, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny because I was against that when people said, "Oh, I would like to. I'd rather lose." If it means he was fired, I hated that idea. But those people were probably right. I mean, with the stuff like we saw today, with Demarius Randall handing the ball, him and Peppers jawing at each other, and the and the press conference, I could not believe. I mean, Baker's so real, so I should have believed it. Yeah. But he just he straight. It was the, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It was some of the coldest stuff I've ever seen. And I think that's why these guys in the locker room love Baker so much because they're probably all talking about this and thinking it, but none of them want to say it. Well, Baker came out and said it. He's like, look. I, at one, I mean, when he came out and said that we believe in the guy calling the plays now, I could not believe it. Yeah, I cannot yep. believe it. You know, it just, I mean, he when you tried to hug him after the game and yeah. Baker put away yeah. like, no, most guys would not do that. And I know he took some flack for that from some national publications. Screw them. Screw yeah. that. It's how he felt. He doesn't want to be buddy-buddy. Like he said during the press conferences this week, the best thing that he could say about Hugh was that Hugh wanted to be friends with everybody. Well, guess what? Baker's not going to play nice to play nice because that's not right. Baker's style. Baker is not going to play nice to play nice. Baker is going to be Baker. And Baker, what Baker worries about is those people in the locker room and those teammates and those guys going to war with him. That's what he cares about. He doesn't care about fake Hugh running to Cincinnati to try to help them beat us. That's not what Baker's about. Baker's about wins, and he's about his people, and he's about his family, and I love it. That's exactly what he said when he was uh, asked about that, the press conference post game. He said, you know what? We had a guy who asked us to play for him in our locker room, and then a couple weeks later is in our opposing locker that we play twice a week. I just, it doesn't sit right with me. He said something to that effect um, and just came right out and said it. Said what everyone was thinking, and I think you're exactly right, man. Baker has the uh, lower intestinal fortitude, if you kind of catch my drift, to, to say what needs to be said, to sure. say when it needs to be said. And to make those th- some of those throws he made, we talk about swag. There was a play that um, it was in the first half, and Jake Burns actually brought it out too. Jake Burns on Twitter is incredible follow, um, where it was a play action pass, and Baker kind of like did like a no, like hide the ball, but like with, yeah. with his right hand. You know what's funny? I noticed that Baker was laughing when he did that play. He was laughing. <laughs> you know why? Because he it was so easy. <laughs> you know, he was laughing. The swag. You're right. I think that's what I started to say. Why? One thing I didn't love is the way we pulled off in the second half because I literally think Baker could have thrown for 400 yards and seven touchdown passes. If they oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he had their number. I, I tweeted out – I don't know if you remember the Happy Gilmore movie. I yeah, tweeted yeah. out when it was going on. I said that Baker and Freddie have found their happy place, and I tweeted a little clip from uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> but I think they, they, they're in this spot. They're, like, in the zone. They're in the play-calling zone. It's like those two are working together so well. And they're just – they know what they want to do. Now, I wish they would have poured it on like uh, uh, Northerns did. But you know what? Wins a win in the NFL. We still won by 15. That's not easy. And we were, a, we were an underdog coming into the game. So, you're happy with that. You take that. You've won two in a row. You've got all the momentum in the world. And now you're rolling down to Houston. You know what's weird, Chase, though? One thing I worry about when you hear Chase 
when you hear uh, um, Baker say something like that, like we now believe in the guy calling the plays. Yeah. What if they do in four of the last five, and then we kind of have to start over again with a new coach? So this is kind of an interesting uh, predicament that John Dorsey in. He's got to kind of tight tightrope this. It's like a tightrope walk now because they go out and win four of the next five. They win six of the last seven, which is just for hypothetically speaking, not saying what's going to happen either way. And then you got to bring in a whole new staff next year. That's why I think this Bruce Arians thing gets a little more interesting day yep. after day and win after win. You know, Bruce Arians, I've never seen anyone publicly lobby for a job like this. I don't know if you saw the stuff this morning. I love Ian it. Rappaport. But Bruce Arians doubled down yeah. and said, he basically said, I want the job and I'll keep Freddie and Greg. <laughs> That's basically I, what he said. I freaking he love it. the damn job. He loves the Browns. He wants one more run at it. He said, he even said his wife's on board. Yep. Okay. He said his wife's on board. He wants his Browns job. It's the job he's always wanted. He wants one more go at it. He sees the, uh, he sees what's already in place and what we have to add in the off season. And uh, he's excited and he wants in. And I like that too. And, and yeah. if they do continue to play like this. Now the only, I, like I said a few weeks ago, the one thing we have to worry about is Greg Williams. Yeah. Cause I'm not a hundred percent. Greg Williams will just say, Oh yeah, sure. Let me, me, I'll go back you know, to being the devotion after that. Eh, I don't know. And maybe Blake, maybe Blake, you know, Greg had brought up Blake a couple of times and he'd been pointed out by John Dorsey is doing a great job. His son, Blake Williams. So maybe that's something that could happen in great, you know, but it, it, I just think, and I know a lot of <laughs> the smarter than us guys on Twitter, the analytic guys are going to hate this because they want to go with the young offensive minded, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, man. I think if you bring a guy like Bruce Arians in as kind of the CEO and him and Freddie already know each other well. They love each other. He said, I'll bring him back. You already got this awesome rapport between Freddie and Baker. So I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We need to see what happens these next few weeks. But yeah. I think it's a dangerous thing to do if Baker is obviously so tight with Freddie and likes Freddie so much to just blow this thing up if they keep winning. You know, momentum's a strange thing. And yeah. I think it can carry into the offseason. And you so know. I think it's something that John Dorsey I, – I guarantee you, knowing John Dorsey, this, as smart a guy as he is and how he thinks about all the angles – I guarantee you this thought's in the back of his mind right now, that if we keep winning and, and Freddie and Baker keep building this rapport, that's going to be a dangerous thing to mess up. Yep, I agree. You know, I, at first I didn't think Greg Williams really stood a chance to land the head coaching job. I think that's why they did the, the coaching press conference before the bye week. But the way that we came out of the bye, I mean, we came out out of a bye week, Jeremy. It wasn't like – this was out of a bye week. I've never – this was the best half of football I've seen the Cleveland Browns play ever. Ever yeah, out do. of a bye week, um, if, if probably we, since '88, I was gonna say the Browns one time beat the Steelers fifty-two to nothing when I was about eight years old, seven years old, and that was probably the best football. This is probably the second best I've ever seen the Browns play. I mean, but and I over mean, a two-week span, game. yeah, yeah, right. Over um, a two-week span, beating the Falcons, two teams that were five hundred teams, soundly like that, back-to-back weeks. It just was something we haven't seen. Yep, and and I think there is a possibility if we continue to play extremely well. Like, you're right, why would we mess that up? Why would we mess that? You know what I mean? I know Greg Williams didn't have the best reputation as head coach, but, I mean, gosh, with, you can't argue with results. And if the team is rolling, man, don't, don't mess it up, man. I don't know. Right. That's, so, yeah. It's tough. It, um, that's why they paid Dorsey the big bucks. That's right. And you know yeah. what's funny? It's like he said in that interview, when he drives to work in the morning, all I can think about is don't screw this up. Yep. Don't screw this coaching search up because he knows how important it is. So, but next I mean, week, a lot of this will play itself out. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, they keep winning. Who knows? Next week we're in Houston. We play the Texans. That's going to be a big game uh, really for both teams. The Colts won again today. 
Texans will find out tomorrow, but it's not like that division's, you know, wrapped up. I mean, I think that's going to be the – our division, AFC North and, and the AFC South, we talked about this last week, are going to be the, where the second uh, wild card spot comes in. We have the Chiefs and the Chargers I mean, yeah. out of the West. That, that, that's a given. That's going to happen. Um, we're all fighting for that last spot, and it's probably going to come out of the AFC South. So all of a sudden, this game has major implications for both teams. Um, so we're going to – again, this was the Bengals' best shot. This was – we talked about this with Zach last week. Like, this was the, the Bengals' season. They're essentially out. They're done. Yeah, I um, know. It's crazy, man. You know, another thing, Chase, let me throw this in there. We're talking about the AFC South. From now on, for the rest of the year, we are Jaguar fans. Yeah. We need the Jaguars not to give up. We need the Jaguars to beat Tennessee, Indy, something in there. You know, we, and we either need Houston to win every game but when they play us <laughs> or go on a losing streak because we need those teams to – you know, we need Jacksonville to beat Indy, which it looks unlikely because, I mean, Indy is just on a tear. But we need something like that to happen. You know, we, we're going to need some help. But who cares? We, forget about that. Let's just forget about all that. We, get, we control our own destiny with Denver. You know, Denver's ahead of us, but we play Denver. Let's just worry about winning. Let's let the chips fall where they may. Let's go game to game, win some games, have some fun, watch Baker develop, maybe see him set the rookie quarterback record. Let's have fun. You know, it's watch fun, Baker man. Develop. This is what, this, what, do we, what does he have to develop more, man? <laughs> right. You know what I mean. They'll watch him get better and better and better. He's not a finished project yet, you know. But if he goes out and only uh, however many, what, if he in 13 starts sets the rookie record for touchdown passes, I mean, that's huge. That's something. And – I don't know. Maybe Bruce Arians isn't the only guy we're going to see start publicly uh, pleading for this job, crawling all over themselves to come into this situation. When you got a rookie quarterback that's this good, shoot, you got 13, 14 years set up now. Yeah. You know, this is set up. We have never, we don't know what this field likes because we've never seen it. Yeah. We have never seen this. You know, the best year of quarterback play we've seen and since the Browns have been back was uh, 2007 when Derek Anderson had a great year. He's a pro bowler. Guess what he had that year? 27 touchdowns. Yeah. There's a good chance Break Baker ends up with more than that in two less starts. One of our followers so, on Twitter actually tweeted us uh, what the road to the playoffs looks like for the Browns. He, he mapped it all out. Got to win them all. Um, we definitely have to win them all, and we need some help. Um, and he actually said which teams we need to root for each week. So uh, next week is week 13, correct? Week 13. Yeah. So next week we're, we're rooting for Atlanta, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Cincy, and the Jets. And he has this every week for us. Um, so shout and, out. And to- I don't know if it's – I looked at that. I'm not sure it's 100% on the money. But like I said, just don't worry about it. Just win. Yeah. We just got to win. Just win our games. We'll go week to week. Keep winning and see what happens. Yep. Uh, Nick Chubb, 28 attempts for uh, only 84 yards. And a lot of it came on that yeah, one carry in the second half. Uh, definitely an effort to get the ground game going, to impose their will, as they said. Uh, three, three, three average, three yards average per carry. His lowest of the season. He did have Jeremy one of the nicest, sickest catches. <laughs> catches for a touchdown uh, that I haven't seen. Uh, Mossed him, dude. As my son time. would say, Hunter, my my son Hunter, who wanted to come on the podcast tonight, he would have said uh, he mossed him. Oh, mossed <laughs> yeah, yeah, he mossed him. He mossed him for sure. Twenty-eight rushes, it was 80, an incredible catch. Eighty-four yards, three receptions, forty-four yards. Uh, and that was a fourth. That was a, a fourth down play or third down, right? Third down. And you know what's like, funny is I saw the play developing. Yeah. Baker thought he had him wide open because it looked like the guy was coming on a blitz, but he backed off the blitz and went running out at him. So yeah. that's why uh, Chubb had to make the circus catch. But I mean, what a catch for a running back to make! Just beautiful, man. Just beautiful. And and Jeremy, another thing, and I think you actually tweeted this: uh, the drops have disappeared. The drops have disappeared. They have. Did, you, did you tweet that? It's crazy. I mean. 
Yeah, I tweet. I did tweet that. I said that's one of the things we, oh, uh, that we've overlooked from all that's been going well is the drops are gone. I think Duke had a drop today on down in the red zone. Besides that, that was it. And Joku with the amazing touchdown catch, and then he had a catch over the middle for about a twenty yard game where he laid out. It was beautiful. Callaway with a catch in the back of the end zone, a great catch on the sideline. Callaway looks yep. like a different guy. Yep. Now we talked about a couple weeks ago that Baker brought up that he had actually been injured but hadn't said yep. anything. So he'd been playing hurt, so that may have been messing with him some. And now he's healthy, so it's a different story. Perryman with a couple of nice catches again today. Yeah. That guy came out of nowhere that no one else wanted making plays. And like we said, in Joku. Uh, Duke didn't really get involved today. That's all right, though. You can't keep everybody happy every week. And there was just such a explosion of points there. Yeah. So just uh, just a fun game. Like I said, the nitpick a little. I, I agree with Baker. I think they should have, you know, they could, it, it felt like Baker, like we said, laughing on that his body language and how he was laughing on that fake, he could have done whatever he wanted. I think they seriously probably could have put up – he could have thrown six or seven touchdown passes and they could have put up 50 points if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. I understand why they didn't. You know, play it safe. I get it. You don't want to get Baker hurt. You don't want to expose him too much. He did take – remember they were driving down the field right before half and he took that big hit and they decided just to sit on it. Yeah. You know, because – and I think that was probably – I wouldn't have done it, but it was probably the smart play. You yeah. don't want to overexpose him the hits when you don't have to in a game that you're probably going to win. Yep. Read some of our uh, follower uh, analysis of the game. This is from Jason P on Twitter. Baker's calmness was the main point. He drove the field four times in a row without any hysterics or massive plays. He took what was given, moved the chains and made unbelievable touch throws. Kids legit. This one's from Adam Knapp. It's emotional. Finally, finally a team win that wants it as bad as we do. How long has it been for something like this? Uh, this is from. You no, know, he's right though, Chase. Let me comment on that real quick. Yeah, he's yeah. right. It felt like forever that we wanted it worse than they did. Yeah. And now yeah. when you see Jabril after the game, you see Demarius Randall, and you see Baker, and it's it, it's you know it's you can you know what's cool is we're watching the culture change happen. Yeah. We've been watching this piss poor culture in this team for years and years and years and years and years, and now right before our eyes, because of Baker Mayfield, the culture is changing. John Dorsey, Baker Mayfield started to change his culture and I think by the end of the year it'll be complete uh one final one from the uh real biscuit Tyson on Twitter awesome to see Freddie just let Baker play our O-line's problems and drop passes have disappeared Callaway and Joku look serviceable now they're letting Baker make everyone around him better and how about that play fake behind the hip uh the fans are pumped um I was pumped you were pumped Jeremy everyone's pumped and on to Houston any final thoughts for this victory podcast you know, it's just enjoy it. Like we said a couple weeks ago, man, enjoy it. It's fun. It's fun. You know, it's almost like we don't know how to feel when we win. I like, I don't know how to feel. I'm happy, you know, <laughs> but it's just such a different thing to not be angry. It's awesome. I don't know how to feel having my franchise quarterback like we just talked about. We're going to have probably 13 years of competitive football now, yep. barring in- injury, not going to We're going to have 13, 14 years. It's laid out for us now, man. And you're right. Baker already is probably a top 15, if not a top 10 quarterback. I mean, as you watch these guys play, Baker is just as good as anybody now. So I'm just pumped. I'm ready for next week. Like I said, let's go week to week. We got on to Houston and win, and then it's oh, baby. Things get real. So we come back home to play Carolina, the environment we haven't seen down there in a few years. So it's going to be a blast, man. And let's ride it out. Let's go. Thank you, John Dorsey. Thank you, Baker Mayfield. I'll tell you how to feel. How about item one on your Christmas list, of a number six jersey? <laughs> That's how you should feel, man. <laughs> right? Oh, All right. My kids, my kids – my kid's closet this Christmas would be littered. Oh, man. I <laughs> love it. Here. I mean, this has got to be great for the uh, Cleveland Browns economy, right? Yeah. Uh, we want to give <laughs> shouts to our presenting sponsor, The Place. The Place is your place 
for any hot tub, spa, fireplace, or outdoor cooking need. The Place in Medina features one of the nation's largest showrooms, and their trained professionals will prepare your home for your new fireplace, hot tub, or grill, and do all the heavy work for you, making this process as painless as possible. Use promo code ORANGE on any Weber, Royal King, Big Green Egg, Fire Magic, Castan, AOG, or Louisiana Pellet Grills to save 10% promo code ORANGE. Visit The Place in Medina, Ohio, on Medina Road to make all your backyard dreams come true. The place. I also want to give a shout out to Chop and Swizzle. Uh, Jeremy, thanks for this victory pod. I love doing these victory pods, man. I get so excited, so love pumped. It. And uh, let, let's do one on Tuesday to, to uh, preview the Texans game. What do you say, buddy? Sounds good, baby. Let's go. All right, let's go, Browns. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Let's go. Hoo, hoo.